Guess what time it is? Friday Jams! Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this Friday Jam Session. Super excited you're here. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably one of the highlights of my week because I get to hang out with some cool people every single Friday and answer some really awesome questions. Now, you might be asking, Scott, how do I get my question answered? Well, all you need to do is become part of our Take Action crew. How do you do that? Very easy. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com. It's totally free, and we do it every single Friday, and it is a blast. So what you're about to listen to is one that we did last week. So this way here, even if you can't attend, you can always show up here to the Rock Your Brand podcast and listen to our live jam session. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and let's jam. All right, guys, welcome back to another Friday jam session. And if you are watching this, then you see a different version of Scott. Yes, that's right. I'm wearing glasses right now. And if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, well, you can't see it and you might want to go over and check it out. I will link this up in the show notes. So this way here, you can see how different I look. And I've been getting some feedback here from my morning crew saying they look great. Well, that's good, but don't your friends always tell you you look great? Come on, give me some honest stuff here. I want to really know how I look. All right. Anyway, with that all being said, guys, this is a Friday jam session. This is where I sit down with a group of people in the morning on Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time, and we jam on a topic. Now, today's topic is going to be a good one. And this is, Scott, how do I write my very first blog post? And how do I do it in a way that I have a chance of ranking for Google traffic? How do I do that? So I'm gonna walk you through a framework All right. And I'm not going to make this complicated. We can make it complicated. No reason to. Okay. Now I want you to understand this as well. Having a piece of content that is out there on the internet is way better than having a piece of content in draft. That's not published. That's a fact. Okay. You have a much greater chance of a piece of content ranking. If it actually is live on your website. There's a lot of people that they have them in draft. They've gotten them written. They're like 80% of the way there, 90% of the way there. But then what they do is they just, they wait, they got it in draft. I got to go back and check it and check some images and check the wording and make sure spelling, like all that stuff. Make sure my Yoast is, you know, my Yoast plugin is all making sure everything's green. I'm ready. And tomorrow I'm going to hit publish. No, just hit publish. That's what I want you to do. That's like big takeaway right there. Your first article, your first piece of content is going to be your worst piece of content you'll ever write, most likely. And that's okay. I remember my wife and I, when we started photography, you know, we were doing a lot of test images. And funny story, back then we didn't have digital. So we had to actually get a roll of film, 36 exposure, 35 millimeter, take the pictures, test our lighting, bring it to the one hour photo, and then 
get the pictures back and go, oh, that looked terrible. Oh, that looked better. And then we would learn that way. So things are a lot easier today, just as they are with creating content on the internet. So with that all being said, the reason why I'm saying that is because we look back or we looked back at some of our first pictures that we got paid for. And we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that we let people have them, right? They just did not look good to us anymore. To the homeowner or the customer, they look great. It's their kid. They weren't looking at the shadowing. They weren't looking at, oh, our backdrop had a little bit of a wrinkle in it, like whatever. To us, as we got better and we learned more, we obviously refined things. That happens, okay? And there's probably a situation right now that you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I, that happened to me. I look back at some stuff and I cringe, but I did it and it worked and you know my customers were happy, but I'm not happy with that result because I can do better because I've learned. Okay. So your first piece of content is going to be your worst piece of content. I mean that in a good way though. There's content that we've created right now. There's two test uh, brands, case studies that we're doing inside of Brand Creators Academy. And each of those started with one article. Right now we're probably on the one, we're over 200 articles and the other one, we're probably approaching 200. Those first articles are probably getting more traffic than some of the newer content. Now, that's not always going to be the case, but what I'm trying to say is that content still ranks, even though everything wasn't formatted the way we like it. The images weren't as good, right? We made some mistakes with tagging or, you know, interlinking, any of that stuff, okay? And I'm going to go over that stuff with you guys so you have a simple framework to follow. And I'm going to give you guys one little hack that will allow you to write a blog post very, very simply. And basically Google's going to tell you what to write. All right. So the very first thing that I want to say here is when you are creating your first piece of content, I would not suggest you creating what we call an epic piece of content. What does that mean? An epic piece of content is something that is really, really in depth, really girthy. My son loves it when I say the word girthy, because I always say that a lot with like breads and or dense, you know, girthy, dense. Uh, but really it's, it's something that has a lot more, a lot more substance and it takes sometimes longer to write that. Now there's a place for that. Okay. There's a place for that. It's kind of like the main trunk of the tree, right? You have this big, massive trunk. Then we got these limbs coming off it that are smaller. Some of them are fatter. Some of them are smaller, but those are our filler posts, or those are our, our posts that are supporting the tree. Okay. And that's really what we should be thinking about. Now you would say, yeah, but Scott, you can't put limbs on a tree if you don't have the trunk. True. So to me, the trunk, a lot of times in the main thing is the website. That's our, that's our home base. Everything stems off of that. Now we can go a little bit deeper and go, okay, yeah, but we can plant trees and in that tree could be an epic post. It could be. But bottom line is I would rather start with more pieces of content than waiting a month to get one post done. Okay. It makes sense. If you plant, if you broadcast seed out there, you know, on your lawn, some of it's going to catch and some of it's not right. But if you only went out there and did, you took two little seeds of grass and you go bing, and you dropped it down there, neither of them might catch. Maybe one will. 
So what we want to do is we want to broadcast. Okay. And I like to go after question based posts first. There's three different types of posts. First one questions. Second one, how to's third one product based. Now you can mix and match those, but when you're starting your very first uh, post should be questions because you can do a lot more of them and they're easier to rank for. So the question I always get is Scott, well, how do you write a 1500 word article on a question? How does that even happen? Okay. It's very, very simple. Okay. Think about your article as blocks. Okay. So if someone was asking a question about, uh, how to catch, uh, or no, I, I can you, can you catch bass in a pond at night? That's a long tail search, a lot easier to rank for less traffic, but easier to rank for. And the cool thing is, is when we start to rank for these littler posts, Google also starts to recognize that, oh, well, we're, we're trusted now. Like we're, we're starting to prove ourselves to, to Google. Okay. So there's, there's some positive things that come in there to play. So you always start with the question. Okay. And then from there, what you're going to do is you're going to answer the question pretty quickly in the first paragraph, but you're going to elaborate on that answer that you just gave them. And now sometimes it might be something like, the reason why you can catch bass in a pond at night is because fish uh, or bass are really active at night because of their, you know, certain, you know, whatever schools of fish or what, I don't know. I'm making stuff up on the, on the fly. You're going to elaborate on the reason why, and then more of a background on like, so if I was talking about a fishing lure. I could say, um, yes, you can use a, cause it could be like, can you catch bass with a silver lure? Yes, you can catch a, fit, a bass with a silver lure. And the reason is, is because the reflective coating attracts their, you know, attracts them over to it and, uh, you know, and, and acts as a minnow. The reason why they like minnows is because blah, 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 right? And then you can start going down that road. Now, one little hack that you can do here is type in your search inside of Google. And then as you do that, you're going to see related questions. Those related questions can be your sub titles and your sub content inside of the main content. They're basically telling you what those related questions will be that you could then take those and put those into your piece of content. Now, the interesting thing here that will happen is you are going to rank for your main keyword, and now you could potentially rank, rank for the, the, the subtitle one, the subtitle two, the subtitle three, because those are also coming from Google and they gave you those. So a little hack there for you, right? So if I do a quick little search here, I can see my computer with these new glasses. I'm going to put in here and you catch bass and it says in the winter immediately is coming up in the winter. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go with that search. Okay. There's a question. Now, 
if I scroll down a little bit, people also ask, do bass bite when it's cold? Where do largemouth bass go in the winter? Can you catch bass on top water in winter? There is three separate areas of the main post, which is, can you catch bass in the winter? You would, you would go on about if you can or not. Right. And then you would say another question. A lot of people want to know is do bass bite when it's cold? And the answer is yes. And here's why boom. Okay. Um, but then also a question that comes up is where do largemouth bass go in the winter? You would answer that. And then the last one here is, can you catch bass? And you know, then it would say like, so another question would be, can you catch bass on top water in winter? And the answer is no. And here's why, whatever it is, maybe you can, you see where I'm going with this, right? So I'll do another example here. Uh, let's go with Ken and I'm just, all I'm doing is a quick, and you guys can't see me. If you can't see me, uh, right now, well, you can't see my screen anyway, but I'm kind of walking through this. Can you catch bass in the winter? Can you catch bass at night? So I go to that one. People also asked, how do you catch largemouth bass at night? Can you use lures at night? What is the best time of day to catch largemouth bass? What kind of fish can you catch at night? All of those questions can be inside of the main post. So I just outlined it. So if all you did was wrote 400 words per section, okay, we've got 1600 there because there's four. And then if you just did four on the other one, I mean, you're talking, we're over 1500 words on just that right now. So that's what you need to think about. Now, the one thing I do want to say, and this is going to get a little, a little, uh, geeky, I guess, as far as like looking at the, uh, you know, kind of like good practice for SEO purposes is when you are writing an article and optimizing the article, you have what we call an H1 tag, H2 tag, H3 tag, H4 tag. Okay. You're going to hear that stuff kind of thrown around. H1 is your title. Okay. That's your, that's your main title. That's the thing that's in your URL, in your website, right? It's going to say it. It's, it's also what we call a permalink. Um, so that is going to be what is identifying your page. It's the, it's got the most weight. Okay. Now H2 would be another section. Okay. Another section. So let's say that the H2 now would be, uh, so in this case, let's go, can you catch bass at night? Boom. H1. Okay. Inside that article, we write a paragraph about that 400 words, 500 words, whatever, and whatever it needs to be. And then from there, we create a sub title or like another header or heading, right? That's going to be an H2. Now underneath the H2, if you wanted to put, let's say that there was like bullet points or there was other things inside of there that were important, those would be H3s. So H2s would be subs. H3 would be a sub underneath the H2. So again, getting a little, a little geeky here. And I'm no SEO expert, but this is like basic principles when writing an article. And then once we're done with that, we would move down to another one. Can you use lures at night? That would be an H2. And then if I had something under there that was, that I wanted to be bolded in a sense that to bring to their attention, that would be H3. And if there was something below that, it'd be an H4. But again, I wouldn't even get that crazy. When I was writing the first article, not even me, but when I had them written, 
the first articles that I was writing for these case study brands, we didn't like go, okay, we want to get, you know, H1 and then H2s and then H3s. We didn't even do that. Now we do, but we didn't do that in the beginning. In the beginning, it was about, let's just get that stuff out there. So I wouldn't worry about making sure that everything is perfect as far as that goes. It's best practice, but it doesn't mean you won't rank. Now, one little tool that I would use if you're using WordPress is uh, Yoast. Yoast is a free plugin. They do have a paid version too, but we use the free version and it just gives you a checklist. So as you're going through, you're basically going to look and see if you are meeting all of the criteria. Now, one little side note, don't live and die by that, right? Don't go, oh, it's, it's, it's orange. It's yellow. It's no good. It needs to be green, right? You don't have to stress about all of it. Just get it close. Okay. And then hit publish. All right. So how do you write your first blog post? Number one, you do a little bit of research and I would start with questions. Always start with questions. Can you catch bass at night? Can you catch bass in the winter? Questions, right? Start with those. And I would gather five to 10 right away, okay? Then I would do a Google search and I would look at those, at those people also asked area. So in this case, can, can you catch uh, bass at night? Uh, how do you catch largemouth bass at night? Can you use lures at night? What is the best time of day to catch largemouth bass? What kind of fish can you catch at night? Those would be the ones. Okay. And then if I wanted to also, I could click on inside of that, or I could even just copy. How do you catch largemouth bass at night? See, I've narrowed it down a little bit and then I can look at those. So if I started with that as my keyword, my seed keyword, let's call it, how do you catch largemouth bass at night? Okay. That would be the main subject, maybe your main title. Then the subtitles would be, what do you use for bass at night? Can bass see lures at night? What's the best time of day to catch largemouth bass? Are bass attracted to light at night? All of those are related to how do you catch largemouth bass at night? And that's all that Google wants. They want it to be, they want it to be uh, relevant. And if you're writing about those areas, that's basically going to be one, two, three, four, five paragraphs. That's it. So if I was... Uh, you know, your teacher in school, I'd go, okay, guys, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that. How do you catch largemouth bass at night? And I want you to give me a 400 word article on that, which is pretty simple. Then I want you to take those other four and do the same exact thing. And I want you to hand that paper in by tomorrow. Okay. So you have today to do it. Everyone should be able to do that. Okay. And that's it. Then we're going to want to sprinkle in some images. So Another part of writing your first blog post, you want to have images. One big mistake that I see a lot of people making is they will just take an image from a stock site. Okay. Uh, Unsplash is one that's well known. And if you haven't used it, you should go there. Um, I'm not a, an affiliate for them, but they have good images. So it's unsplashed. I think it is go there. If you have Canva and you have the Canva pro version, you can use those that's in there too. It's like 10 bucks a month, or I think they have some free ones there too. But you don't want to just download the image and upload the image on your website. What you want to do is you want to use those as more opportunities to use keywords. So if you're going to take one of those images, download it, rename it, and maybe it's going to be a picture of a, a guy fishing in his boat uh, on a pond at night. And then you would say the title of that would be, uh, how do you catch large largemouth bass at night? And that would be the picture. And then you might have another one. Why do you, um, what do you, what do you use for bass at night? 
And then you might have another picture that has bait. And then you would say something like, um, what type of bait to use at night for bass? Like something like that. Just something related. Doesn't be the exact match, but here's the deal. It helps to also let Google know what the site is about, what your images are about. And you can also rank in Google images. And then you can start getting backlinks because people will find your images and then they'll just copy your images or copy from where they're located and embed them on their site. You're going to get a backlink from that automatically, which we're not even going to get into backlinking. We don't need to. Okay. So that's what I would do. Start with questions, go to Google. Okay. Do that search. Look at the, uh, people also asked area, use those as your subheads, your H twos, and then write it and then hit publish. If you want to download Yoast uh, or any tool that helps you with like SEO to make sure that you've done all the right things or at least close, download that and hit publish. Add some images to make it a little bit more, uh, you know, worthy to the eye where you can actually go through and go, oh, it's this, you know, it's kind of like a magazine, right? We don't want to just see all text. We want to break it up. Okay. And that's it. That's where I would go right now. I wouldn't do anything else. That that's the, that's the formula that I would follow. That's the formula that we're following right now as we speak. Uh, and we're, uh, we're cranking out some, some good content and both sites are getting over 25,000 page views as we stand right now. Uh, and it's growing, it's growing every single month now. So that's what I would recommend. Hopefully this helped you. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is just deciding to create that piece of content and hit and publish and then moving on and learning from it and finessing it. And the cool thing is, is you can always go back and improve it if you want to. You can always go back and edit it, okay? Uh, oh, one last thing that I didn't mention that I will mention now. Once you start having some articles up, it is a good idea to start linking internally to those. So if you did one on um, night fishing tips for catching bass, and that was like kind of like more of a maybe an epic post, or let's just say it wasn't an epic post, and then you were talking about fishing lures for night, you could link those two together and that gives you cross-linking, which also Google likes. So that's also somewhat of a ranking factor. So again, not to get too geeky, but interlinking is, is also good. Um, so that's best practices. That's what I would do to write my very first blog post. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that Friday jam session. And like I said in the beginning, if you want to attend one of our live Friday jam sessions, all you need to do is head on over to takeactioncrew.com. That is where we show up every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can join us. You can ask a question and then uh, I can answer it. And we can go ahead and also publish it here on the podcast. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand.